This is Dennis Astopasi of the Business Mirror, and you're tuned in to the Broader Look Podcast. Good day. Welcome to Business Mondays with BN, a segment of the Business Mirror Broader Look Podcast that tackles the performance of the Philippine stock market. The Business Mondays with BN podcast segment is based on the stories by Business Mirror reporters VG Kabwag and Kai Ordinario. The Broader Look Podcast is produced by T. Anthony C. Cabangon, publisher of the Business Mirror. The information in this podcast should not be misconstrued as investment or financial advice. Business Mirror would not be liable for losses arising from your use of the information. For the text version, please go to the company section of the Business Mirror website and the Business Mirror newspaper. Today we podcast week 43 of the Stock Market Outlook for October 23, 2023 to October 27, 2023. Let's get on with the story. Share prices plunged last week as the main index lost 2% amid ongoing geopolitical tensions in the Middle East and macroeconomic headwinds. The main index gave up 123.44 points to close at 6,142.90. Jafet Luis Tanchanko, senior research analyst at Field Stocks Financials Incorporated, said from a technical standpoint, it is noticed that the market is having a hard time getting past its 50-day exponential moving average, implying that the line has been a strong dynamic resistance. The volume of trade was still low, averaging at 4.15 billion pesos, and foreign investors, which accounted for 61% of the trades, were net sellers at 1.35 billion pesos. All other sub-indices closed on the red. The broader all shares index gave up 55.15 points to close at 3,329.42. The financials index fell 62.06 to close at 1,748.96. The industrial index retreated 97.67 to close at 8,746.61. The holding firms index shed 75.07 to close at 5,870.31. The property index was down 35.78 to close at 2,602.37. The services index fell 24.60 to close at 1,506.73. And the mining and oil index plunged 830.36 to close at 10,175.11. For the week, losers outnumbered gainers 153 to 59 and 38 shares were unchanged. The top gainers were Capital Philippines Holdings Incorporated A and B shares, Manila Broadcasting Company, Philippine InfraDev Holdings Incorporated, Manila Bulletin Publishing Corporation, PH Resorts Group Holdings Incorporated, Philinvest Development Corporation, and Benguet Corporation A and B. The top losers, meanwhile, were Medco Holdings Incorporated, Concrete Aggregates Corporation B, First Abacus Financial Holdings Corporation, Metro Alliance Holdings and Equities Corporation A, Millennium Global Holdings Incorporated, 
Rojas Holdings Incorporated, and Semirara Mining and Power Corporation. Share prices may still go on a downward streak this week as a geopolitical conflict in the Middle East will remain a major concern for investors. Juan Paolo Colette, Managing Director at China Bank Capital Corporation, said that the failure of the index to hold above the important 6,150 support level last Friday will shift the tone of trading towards caution this week. Mr. Colette said increasing U.S. Treasury yields and the volatile Israel-Hamas conflict have dampened risk sentiment as investors wrestle with tight monetary policy, upward oil price pressure, and geopolitical tensions. Jafet Luis Tanchanko, senior research analyst at Fieldstocks Financials Incorporated, agrees, saying that investors are also expected to monitor the Treasury yield movements in the United States. Mr. Tanchanko said a further rise in the yields may pull the local market lower. He added that the risk of a further escalation of the Israel-Hamas war is also expected to continue weighing on the market. This was also noted by Marie Diana Simpson, Deputy Country Head of Mufji Bank Limited Manila Branch, when asked during a recent event on the Wholesale Bank's growth outlook for the coming months. Um, it will really depend what happens geopolitically and globally, um, because that will really dictate how, how the growth numbers will look, right? Uh, there have been a lot of pronouncements from S&P, from, from um, yeah, um, World Bank and all in terms of our growth, right? Um, so it will really depend how these geopolitical issues will impact the country and if inflation will continue to be high, right? So, but we, we don't really have a specific number. Mr. Tanchanko said that, on the other hand, a decline in the U.S. Treasury yields and a de-escalation of the tensions in the Middle East are expected to spur optimism in the local bourse. Ms. Singson also noted that the future for corporate loans appear hazy due to geopolitical tensions and the stance of the U.S. Federal Reserve. I think on the corporate loans, um, it's actually very difficult to, to forecast how that will be next year, no? because it will really depend what happens geopolitically. Um, hopefully, if the Middle East crisis uh, does not really you know, expand and, and become a regional issue, then we think that uh, we should see um, the corporates uh, looking at potentially you know, um, uh, doing more. Uh, in the Philippines, especially uh, given all the the new policies of the of the current administration, I think they will be taking advantage of that. And if the Fed will pause, I think that's going to be good uh, for them, right? And if the view is that, um, of course, it will be higher for longer, but maybe not that long, um, then I think they will start looking at you know potentially, probably acquisitions or maybe. Um, expanding their operations, right, and, and take advantage of the government's uh, new initiatives. Ms. Singson's stance is shared by her colleague, Richard York, the head of global corporate and investment banking for Mufji Asia-Pacific. According to Mr. York, corporates today are focused on their business more than external factors. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I agree with Diane. I mean, certainly speaking to um, the local corporates, and this is true across the region, um, I think, um, you know, given where interest rates have been going, um, people have been 
thoughtful about additional investment that they're making and sort of capex. But what you are seeing is that corporates are being very focused on what they do, right? So they see, and we saw this during COVID and, and since COVID, um, clients are being um, very focused on those parts of their business where they have a real sustainable competitive advantage and kind of look to scale those businesses and make them as efficient as possible rather than branching out into lots of different new areas, right? So you're, you're seeing a lot more focus um, from clients. And I don't know um, who wants to answer the second question oh. around. Meanwhile, broker 2 Trade Asia said that Israel-Hamas war has caused safe havens of assets to enjoy extraordinary flows and regional currencies have fluctuated heavily over the past week. The broker said to expect more protracted real-world impacts over the next few weeks, including possible oil price shocks, supply disruption from clogged Eurasian ports, among others. Mr. Juan Paulo Colette of China Bank Capital Corporation said this week market participants will closely watch key data releases, including U.S. third quarter gross domestic product and U.S. September core personal consumption expenditures price index, which could influence the policy rate stance of the U.S. Fed. As for local catalysts, Mr. Tanchanko said investors are expected to wait for the third quarter corporate results to see how the corporate sector has been amid the lingering macroeconomic challenges. Consumer retail giants Robinson's Retail Holdings Incorporated and Wilcon Depot Incorporated will release results this week. Broker 2 Trade Asia said it will be interesting how data will converge or diverge with priced-in pessimism in consumer-level expenditures despite higher consumer confidence observed by the Banco Central and Filipinas in the third quarter. Based on the results of the Consumer Expectations Survey of the Banco Central in Filipinas, consumer sentiment for the third quarter of 2023 improved marginally as the overall confidence index turned slightly less negative at 9.6% from 10.5% in the second quarter of the year. However, consumers expect inflation to average 6.6% in the next 12 months. This is significantly higher than the 2% to 4% inflation target of the central bank. Banco Central and Filipinas Governor Eli Remolona has said in a news briefing that the conflict in Israel is another risk to inflation. While the impact of this war has been muted, the risk that it will spill over to growth as well as oil prices will make the Banco Central and Filipinas hawkish to guard against secondary effects. The central bank governor said in a news briefing that he wouldn't say that monetary authorities are done with the tightening. Governor Remolona said it is a serious concern whether supply-side shocks would have a lasting impact. The central bank chief said normally they don't have a lasting impact, but once they get into expectations, once they get into wages, it becomes an issue for monetary authorities. Of course, the BSP chief said that monetary authorities can only control the demand side. For now, they believe that tightening has relieved pressure from the demand side. But so far, the central bank believes it hasn't really affected the country's growth prospects. Remolona said they are watching this very, very carefully. Mr. Tanchanko said chart-wise, the market may retest the 6,150 level. If the market is able to get back above the 7.9, Mr. Tanchang said, 
The market is seen to continue trading with 6,150 as its support, the 50-day moving average as its immediate dynamic resistance, and 6,400 as its major resistance. Mr. Tanchanko said if the market is unable to get back above 6,950, it may trade, however, within the 6,000 to 6,150 range moving forward. For the stock picks, Maybank Securities Incorporated gave a buy rating on Globe Telecom Incorporated as the company leads in the final tally of subscribers past the deadline of the mandatory SIM registration. Globe Telecom Incorporated has 54 million subscribers, followed by PLDT Incorporated with 53 million and Dito Technology with 8 million. This translates to Globe and PLDT cornering 54% and 46% respectively of mobile industry revenues, Maybank Securities said. As Globe's first half earnings were within its expectations, Maybank Securities said it isn't making any changes to its 2023 to 2024 earnings forecast. Maybank Securities said they are rolling forward their valuation to mid-2024 and lifting their target price to 2,470 pesos. The broker said to maintain buy as upside remains attractive and as the growth prospects for Globe Telecom Incorporated's non-core businesses are intact. The share price of Globe Telecom Incorporated closed last week at 1,800 pesos apiece. Meanwhile, Maybank Securities also gave a buy rating on the stock of Pure Gold Price Club Incorporated as its first mover location, more established presence and scale advantages should mitigate competitive risks posed by Landers Superstore. Maybank Securities said Landers Superstores, a membership warehouse club targeting high-income earners, opened its first store in Metro Manila in 2016 and has since grown to 11 stores in the National Capital Region, Luzon, and Visayas. It is owned by Luis Yu Jr., the founder of Mass Housing Developer 8890. Landers directly competes with Pure Gold's SMR, the broker said. The broker said Pure Gold's share price is now trading at 8.4 times. It is retaining their buy premised on its strong brand equity and stable execution strategies. The share price of Pure Gold Price Club Incorporated closed last Friday at 28 pesos and 90 centavos apiece. And now for the weather outlook by the website of the Philippine Atmospheric Geophysical and Astronomical Services Administration or PAGASA. In an advisory it issued at 12 o'clock p.m. of October 20, valid until 12 o'clock p.m. of October 27, 2023, PAGASA said that beginning Sunday, October 2022 until Monday, October 23, a shear line is expected to bring cloudy skies with scattered rain showers and thunderstorms over the eastern sections of central Luzon and southern Luzon, particularly Quezon and Camarines Norte. The weather agency said cloudy skies with rains will continue to be experienced over the eastern portion of northern Luzon with some gusty conditions, especially in coastal and upland mountainous areas due to northeasterly winds. The rest of northern Luzon will be partly cloudy to cloudy skies with isolated light rains, Pagasa said. The weather agency said that partly cloudy to cloudy skies with isolated rain showers or thunderstorms due to localized thunderstorms will prevail over the rest of the country. Pagasa said that by Tuesday until the end of the outlook period, 
October 24 to October 27, a northeasterly wind flow will continue to prevail, causing cloudy skies with light rains over the eastern section of northern zone and partly cloudy to cloudy skies with isolated light rains over the rest of northern Luzon. Meanwhile, the rest of the archipelago will likely experience partly cloudy to cloudy skies with isolated rain showers or thunderstorms due to localized thunderstorms. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Business Mirror Brother Look podcast. As always, we are grateful for your support. For suggestions and comments, please email news.businessmirror at gmail.com with the subject line BM Podcast. The Broader Look Podcast is produced by T. Anthony Sikabangon, publisher of the Business Mirror. Many thanks go to Business Mirror reporter Jasper Emanuel Arcalas for the technical and sound editing. Our gratitude also goes to Business Mirror reporter Kai Ordinario for providing the voice for the waiver. Until the next episode, this is Dennis Estopasi of the Business Mirror asking you to stay safe, stay strong, and be empowered.